soundboard effects to make that fun but we'll get we'll do one like that but uh we we, we got voices but yeah we, we um, can do a, we, <laughs> siren voice you know whatever i need that like the hottest that, show that, in america <laughs> that air horn sound i don't know how to <laughs> yeah man you know uh in college me and my buddies <laughs> we, we i went to a small school and so we would just board around and there was a lot of hills so we'd go down these hills by the dorms we bought those things <laughs> like three in the morning. We just go down and blast them. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. Bro, people, they didn't like it. You hoodlums. <laughs> I'm like a grumpy old man. That would actually make me very angry. <laughs> yeah, we got a few noise complaints, so. But it was worth it, you know? Sounds like it. That's all that matters. Um, all right, so this is Max's last episode because he's going to retire on his Dogecoin money. Um, so congratulations on that. <laughs> Unless it all crashes Keep tomorrow. Keep under the wraps, man. I don't, yeah, I don't want people knowing about my wealth, bro. <laughs> 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 but yeah, dude, that Dogecoin, what about it, man? I, it's craziness. It's just like, uh, it's insane. So like what? It shot up. I don't know how much like it's how much is one coin worth. Put it into perspective for me, because I'm not up to date on these cool I, things. Um, uh, let me check. Last time I checked, it was well. This morning it went gangbusters. It was something like I think it was over fifty cents, but uh, it's just kind of been hovering around like thirty five, between thirty five and forty cents. Right now it's around thirty eight. What but did it come it's a in huge at? Huge jump. I mean, it started at point zero zero two. Oh, geez. Okay. All right. So not even a penny. And then during that whole uh, that whole like GameStop fiasco that we covered, I think it went up to around like point maybe like point like it went to up to like seven cents or like eight cents, something like that. And now it's at thirty eight cents per coin. So. I don't know. I'm not a mathematician. I just make money off it. <laughs> you do that. Right. Yes. I'm too That's rich to have to worry about math now. No, I have accountants kidding. to do that. Um, this will be my last <laughs> no. show. I will be Max's accountant after this. Um, as long as he pays me good. I'll pay you in Doge if that's okay. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I don't know. This whole... I don't know. It, uh, bit... What's the thing? Cryptocurrency is very... I still don't, like... I'm not an expert on it. I don't get it. I'm still like, you kids and your crypto. Maybe someday I'll buy you something know, if it's... you know. I, I know... I got a buddy who's does some hedge fund stuff. Uh, yeah. Or something like this. And he's... Not like he tells me stuff because he can't. But something that he told me... Well, that he didn't tell me is that... These are like, uh, they haven't classified them yet as commodity or security. Yeah. So really, 
seems like no one really understands it. And I don't know where my money's going, but I'm seeing it go up. So <laughs> yeah, I don't really good. care. But <laughs> but I mean, let's be honest. That's kind of like most people on the stock market are like that. They're like, I don't know what stock is, but I got some and it's going up. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, there's definitely some risks with these cryptos. I guess more conspiracy stuff than, than, than anything that I've heard is sort of, okay, well, it's decentralized. You don't know who owns the coin. So essentially, you know, um, a, a country, for instance, could just, if they hated, I don't know, America or something like this, even though America hates America, they basically, <laughs> they could just buy a bunch of them, make prices shoot up and then drain it, you know, when everyone sees it going up. Oh man, look, look, look. Buy in, buy in, buy in. And then whatever country buys the lot, you know, the lion's share, they just tank it, put everyone in financial distress. But, I mean, you could say the same thing about the stock market. Yeah, that's the... Yeah, it's just... So it's not... It's so weird. Like, it's only valuable because people want it, and that's it. But it works, I guess. Yeah, as long as well, that's not the only reason. There's also blockchain tech behind it, which can be used for things like contracting and business deals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like, oh well, who's got the most secure network of of, uh, blockchain? And obviously, the people buying it are probably not looking that closely into it. But there, you know, I've heard this argument saying, oh well, there's no value behind it, and it's like, I mean, there is because there's blockchain tech. And just the pure fact that people are pumping money into it. I mean, if you think about fiat currency, like the dollar, at this point, there's nothing backing it. I mean, last year, what was it, like 40% of... <laughs> that's 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 supposed to say here. that. Oh, I mean, it's on. true. It knows, man. It's like, <laughs> like uh, we got... What's backing it? It's faith that backs it, essentially. Just, it is, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I trust that this dollar will be worth a dollar today yeah, and yeah, tomorrow. So here's, here's a cup of coffee. I remember who I was talking about was this. I'm like... I mean, that's like, that's the new theory on money is like, I will accept your Monopoly money because I know Kroger's going to take my Monopoly money. So, all right, we're all good. And as long as nobody, as soon as somebody says, uh, we don't take Monopoly money, then the whole system collapses. So that's why, shh, don't collapse the system what? until you have all your money in Dogecoin. <laughs> then do it. <laughs> It kind of is like a reminiscent of that movie, Idiocracy. I'm just imagining in the future, not far from now, people are going to be saying, oh, they're, it's like banknotes. They're going to be going up to buy some product. They'll be like, well, what you got? They'll be like, I got some some Dogecoin. And like, oh, whoa, dude, that's really precious. Yeah, we take that here. It's going to be like banknotes, you know, like, but with all these stupid like memes for the the currency yeah, space. Yeah. And I it guess, could yeah, crash yeah. tomorrow. Oh, you never know. So that's the like to make like a good currency because it used to be like kind of gold was it where it has uses, but also it just has use holding value for people. And like you said, with like, I don't know what Dogecoin does, but at least with like Bitcoin, like it's used as blockchain, blockchain tech. So it's useful in that regard, but useful to people like you and me as money. Or currency so you got to have both or else you've got a dollar bill which is a piece of paper and that's it unfortunately exactly yeah and you know okay i mean just a little uh, i guess economic history 101 you know basically 
and I'm not getting this completely right. This is a watered down version, but you started off trading, you know, it started off, it was like serfs and landlords. So landlords reported to the king, gave him uh, probably, you know, grain and whatever, livestock and whatever they had on their land as resources. Then the landlords had serfs to basically till the land, make it fruitful. And in return, the serfs got, I don't know, like protection from other villages attacking you know what i'm saying so the king and the landlords would provide sort of security and defense which is really all the government is supposed to provide anyways <laughs> um so they would do that and they'd also allow them these serfs you know okay now they can eat food that they produce off the landlord's land over time that evolved um where instead of just you know chickens and cows trading whatnot uh, you know something more like okay well now it was precious metals Here's some metal for that. You can make armor. You can make, you know, whatever. Swords, shields, all that good stuff. Then, then you know, once ships became a little better, uh, it was like mercantilism. So you could go, what was it, like the East India trade route? Is that what it was called? Yeah. Then that allowed, you know, with waterways, passages, and, <clears throat> and better ships, you could load a bunch of gold onto these ships go to another country or something, trade whatever they specialized in, like silk or something, give them gold. And then it was it was sort of like this surplus and and like kind of export import economy where it was like, okay, well we're, you know, basically we have a lot of gold and they and they've got a lot of chickens. So we'll give them a little bit of gold for a lot of chickens and whatever. Then to my knowledge, you know, once that that route expanded uh, it was kind of the start of not so much globalism, but sort of starting off of globalism where, you know, these ships were putting just loads and loads of gold onto their ships, bringing it to another country to trade. And then essentially it, it became a problem of, OK, well, I can't store all of my product on this ship because there's so much gold and metal and it's heavy and it takes up space. So I might be skipping a few steps, but then it turned into like, you know, something like banknotes to say, hey, I've got this banknote. It's backed by this this iron ore that I have stashed somewhere. This is good for X amount of my iron. Here's a banknote so I don't have to, you know, carry it around and walk with it and trade it to you. Then, you know, in America, we went to the gold standard. Then it kind of became like everything was based off the dollar. You know, there's stuff pegged to the dollar and whatnot. Then I think it was probably what the 70s. They took away gold standard and just it was just fiat. So it's like, OK, this is backed by uh, faith in our government and knowing that we are a powerful government. OK, Japan, you have your own currency. China, you have your own currency and they fluctuate and there's different things that they're pinned to. Well, the dollar wasn't invented till I believe 1914. So it's like what I'm trying to get at is all of these trading mechanisms have been evolving the dollar and fiat has been around for a little over 100 years so i mean it only seems natural to me that with technology that we've got today and with people losing faith in the dollar and fiat currency like i mean why wouldn't there be something else disclosure we're not financial advisors or anything but yeah, it just yeah, seems yeah. kind of natural to me you know what i'm saying though i mean yeah and i'm glad to see it it's it's nice as long as the government doesn't mess with it, you know. Hopefully, well, that's, so that's what the talk of the town is right now. Is the SEC is trying to get involved in a lot of this stuff? Like, just back out, dude. 
Step off, bro. Yeah, you guys, you guys lost this one. Step, <laughs> step up. up, step up. Send some baby, bunch of baby ducks after him. Step off. I'll take him out. Did you get that reference? I, I did. That yeah, that's why I said step yeah. off, bro, bro. Step yeah. up. Step up. Other mm-hmm. other people mm-hmm. get it. Mm-hmm. Let other people. I mean, it's like you guys lost this game, okay? SEC banks, you're irrelevant. Don't okay? be a sore loser. Put your tail between your legs. Go over there and sniff each other's butts and leave us alone. <laughs> you know, I mean, come on, man. All right, so I can actually segue this briefly into one of my topics. So I'll do that and then I'll let you talk about something. But um, with this, um, with COVID, and then you heard about that Suez Canal ship getting stuck issue. Um, yes, sir. I'm pretty sure everybody's heard about that. Is um, we're actually the some of the flaws of globalism are being exposed in this this situation um i can give an example from like where i work um we can't get the material we need in time shipped in because of the ports are so clogged because of this are this is because of covid but um mm-hmm. and that's our only way to get it is from um, I think we get it from Japan or whatever. So they have to airship it now and it's costing us a, a fortune to, to do this. Oh, yeah. So um, it, it just goes to show like like globalism is not perfect either. Um, and I kind of wanted to talk about like uh, we, all, we seem to have like this all or nothing view of things where there's people that are like build everything in America. And then there's people that are like bring everything from outside the country because it's cheaper right but like you gotta you gotta you gotta hedge your bets man you gotta have some here and some overseas because if we had taken the time to have a couple suppliers that are in the states we could have switched to them easier it may have cost us a little more um price wise because we're buying it here and it just labors more here so it costs a bit more but it's nothing compared to the air the air freight payments we have to make to get the stuff from Japan because that's the only place we could get it from. So I just like that it's kind of exposed the dangers. Like globalism's not perfect. Like yeah, there's advantages. And, and the reason, but be careful. The reason I think why globalism became such a big thing was I don't remember which like economic overseer it was. If it was Greenspan, I don't know who it was. It was probably before him. But, you know, globalization, the whole point of it was opportunity cost. So it's, okay, you're really good at making silk. You have a bunch of resources for that. We're really good at making steel. So if you do the math, uh, we can produce more steel for everyone while you produce more grain for everyone. And then we just trade it. And that was the sort of import-export deficit thingy. I think I'm saying it right. But, um, no, you're, you're totally right because I work closely in supply chain and we're in the same situation. We have all these meetings and everyone's just freaking out because of these freight costs. It's super expensive. And uh, it's, it's just driving up bills because the material's not ready in time. The lead times have gone up like incredibly. And aside from that, a bunch of suppliers are going out of business, which is super sad. Mm-hmm. Um, so depending on what industry you're in, if it's a complicated product or if safety is a big thing or something like this, you got to ensure that these these new suppliers can build stuff quickly, but also with high quality. And so it, it kind of puts you in this sort of corner. 
And, you know, I, 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 I kind of question, Lee, you know, you're, you're sounding a little bit like the World Economic Forum talking about this whole <laughs> situation. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm joking. But I don't know if you remember, and I don't know if I did a good job explaining it, but we were talking about the da- Davos report of probably a couple months ago. And they did mention how there needs to be a, still a global, a global trade system, but there also needs to be more regional specialized things. Uh, production of certain things to kind of hedge this situation that we're finding ourselves in globally. Yeah. Uh, mm. It is a good idea. I'm I'm joking when I say you're in on it, obviously, (laughs) but maybe you are, but no, I'm just kidding. But uh, you know, it's, um, it's a good point, you know, and we are seeing a lot of these things exposed. It's almost like we've tried to grow as a world too quickly I don't think we've kept up, but we like to think that we've kept up. And on top of that, you know, you got, you know, honestly, there's a lot of trade barriers just that have been imposed on countries like China. I mean, dude, the whole world's going through a chip shortage, you know, like for tech, like technology chips. It's a huge thing right now, too. And it's because there's a lot of distrust between governments. From what I understand, it's a lot of distrust between governments. So we don't want to source chips from outside because we're afraid that they're spying on us through all, you know, even our smoke alarms, stuff like oh, that. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. And so it's it's kind of like, I, and again, I don't know, I haven't really read into this, but to my understanding, that's a big portion of it is just distrust between governments. And I mean, honestly, I don't know how no one had clairvoyance enough to think of that. Like, oh, it's, it's, eventually these countries are going to become really powerful because we're giving them all of our money. And then they're going to be able to flip the table on us in no time. But then what's funny is, you know, out here in America, we're too stupid to really produce these chips, quite honestly. So, <laughs> you know, what what do we do? Um, and to your point, this global trade that's been so touted is seeing a lot of pressure now and a lot of faults. And it's almost it almost kind of seems like part of it, too, like now that you're mentioning, like not trusting other countries is that like this global trade system only works as long as everybody's friends. And then as soon as somebody's like, uh-uh, then that collapses too. <laughs> Just not as bad as the and dollar that was... collapsing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and on top, yeah, no, it's a good point because, uh, you know, another initiative of this global system was to, the idea was if we, if everyone's depending on each other, then there will be world peace. I mean, we've obviously seen that's not true. So, in fact, a lot of the a lot of this global trade has caused war. Uh, you know, I hearken again, Yemen, we're blowing them up for their oil. So we have so much oil here in America. Why aren't we drilling here? You know what I mean? And I, I tend to be lately, at least I've been of the mindset of we should start bringing more things in house. I don't know. Yeah. And, it, and again, it doesn't have to be this, you know, bring everything in house it's just bring some things in house like just in case something goes south with one of your trade partners you're not dead in the water you know it just i don't know i think it's that's like a whole topic in general is just this like it's either this or this mentality like um bipartisan politics man (laughs) And I was thinking the other day of like I'm trying to think of a bunch of examples of these things that exist today. And one is like um, that, like for since like the cows fart and for global warming or something, nobody should eat meat anymore. It's like 
no why don't we just say let's cut back a little bit on meat like they always take it to an extreme and like you know like vegans it's like i don't eat meat or animal products it's like well can't there just be a person that like usually eats less animal products right Bro, there is so much uh, well, there's so much okay well first of all I don't know if we're ready to go into the next topic, but this segues sure, really well into what I want to talk to. And just to the audience, we didn't even talk about what we're going to talk about today. So it's cool that this is coming up. <laughs> but what I was going to say before I jump into it is, you know, the whole mentality of veganism, it doesn't even, no, no pun intended, I guess, but it doesn't really hold that much water. I mean, like they say it's supposed to be so much better for the environment, but what people don't think about is, Okay, well, to grow all these crops, you're going to have to scatter a ton of pesticide. That's going to kill bugs, which is going to kill birds, which is going to kill whatever. You know what I mean? Um, And you're not having cows and stuff that are naturally fertilizing the soil. So you're going to have to use like this GMO product stuff, which is probably going to lead to like increased cancer. I mean, people think that it's such a, you know, simple solution and it'll just cure all global war dude i don't know if you saw recently i think i think bill gates said something like cows produce more <laughs> i saw this, somebody on my facebook is was, was pretty funny he goes like yeah he's like this just in bill gates said cows produce more uh <laughs> more emissions than a car and he's like i got a way to test that he's like lock yourself in a garage with a car running <laughs> and then walk yourself in a garage with a cow in there and see which one kills you first. <laughs> I'm like, man, dude, people are so stupid. They're going to fall for whatever Bill Gates says. But it's it, it's funny because, like, again, this vegan mentality, it's not sustainable, man. It's like you're just going to stop, you know, allowing crops to get fertilized by cows. And, I mean, it just breaks the circle of life, honestly. So... I think it's just this people have to understand that like um, excess anything is bad, right? You can't go full anything. Everything has to strike a balance. And like you said, like it's not a simple solution. It's very complex and complicated. But like it's almost yeah, just like just let it be and like, then say and if like you're you're catching on to a problem like um either side like so veganism say there is a problem we've already caught on to right but then the solution Those is things. not you know well, you know that kill all the cows right that's not the solution the solution is like you know you don't need to eat a steak for every meal so you right, know right. dial back a little bit like that's all you got to do you just gotta be like dial it back a bit instead of saying like if you eat cows you're causing the destruction of the environment how dare you and and even the people that be like you're a vegan you're destroying the environment like just relax people just relax yeah let people choose what they want to eat so and this goes into this this really does go bleed really well into my neck what i wanted to kind of discuss today so as you know, I'm sure the audience isn't aware, I, I've moved recently, at least for the time being, and I'm in, another, in a state uh, that's more inland, and in the area that I'm in, I quickly learned with a bit, about a week in, so there's a lot of ranchers over in this area, right? Cows and cattle, whatnot, meat. And what I learned very fast, and I talked to someone who, who own, his family owns a ranch, there's laws out here that they're trying to pass um, which would make it so that 
ranchers cannot slaughter their cattle until I, I believe it's five years. And then I've also heard 10 years of age. If you know anything about good steak, good steak comes from a, uh, what a calf, I guess you would call it. Yeah. And this guy was explaining to me anything, any cow after two years, you're not going to get good steak. You have to turn it into ground beef. Well, steak, I would imagine, is the most lucrative part of, of cows and veal. You know what I mean? So yeah. veal is is the, the best kind of steak out there. And I, honestly, I'm not really a huge steak eater, but I know veal is like young young cows that get slaughtered before like two years of, of age. Okay, So this law essentially would prohibit that. And what what that what it's doing to these ranchers, I mean, OK, what people have to understand is ranchers capital is not necessarily machines and, you know, forming things metal into a product. Their capital is literally those animals. So when you're telling them you can't profit off your cattle for five years, it's good. It's I mean, if you read between the lines and if you're skeptical at all you can see that they're basically just trying to drive them out of business and make them leave the state go somewhere else and the land out here is really nice so you know and then on top of that they're at the same time they're trying to reintroduce the great wolf so think about it you got you got at least five years that this that your capital has your living capital has to sit on the land that's five years of opportunity for these gray wolves that they're going to bring in to just hop the fence eat your cattle and then there you go. You just lost $7,000 of cattle. So uh, all that to say, and what I really want to get into, not really get into because I don't know too much about it, but you know, we, we had talked about this in the past, Lee. I don't know if you remember one of our podcasts. You had, you had made the argument of, well, people don't really have to live off this systems, quote, like so to speak. Yeah. Um, you can do your own thing. And what I had brought up is like, well, okay, the way I heard you is like, take it to the extreme, quit your job, sell your car, live off the land, find a stream, build a hut, go fishing, uh, you know, hunt, hunt and gather, basically live off the grid. And what I had mentioned is, OK, well, what if people start buying up all those land and all the corporations turn it into private land? And then if you're on it, live, trying to live, you're trespassing. Well, I'm sure you're well aware Bill Gates bought up what, like 150,000 or something. Maybe it was more than that. Maybe it was 150 million acres of, I don't know my numbers. I don't know how big this country is in, in terms of acre, but he bought up something like 150, either thousand or million square acres of farmland. He is the single largest farmland owner. The dude's in tech. He doesn't know anything about farming. So to me, Man, we were talking about this going on before we before it started happening. I had no idea he was going to do that. I didn't know about these laws making it harder on ranchers. But to me, if you just read between the lines and put these things together, it sounds like they're trying to abolish basically free like um, private property and then essentially have one person own it to control the, the food source. And what all this sort of leads to, I don't know if you've heard of it, and I just recently heard of it. It's called like Agenda 21, I believe. Mm-hmm. Do you know about that? Yeah. So I'm a little I did rusty a, on it, but yeah. <laughs> uh, and I don't know. I'm just going to go out and say I don't really know anything about it. I just skimmed a document from, I think, 1994. So this is like an old initiative, Agenda 21, and it's real. People think it's like a hoax, or not a hoax, but a conspiracy. I hate—I even hate using that word anymore because it's so watered down. Well, now but, everything's a conspiracy, so okay. 
So it's just normal. Yeah, it's, okay. it's ridiculous. <laughs> so it's just so like yes, just this thing. is real. There's a whole 350 pages from 1994 talking about this, and <laughs> dude, it's so stupid. It's like we need to focus on women businesses and. We need to focus on sustainability and control. It literally almost says and controlling population. It's like, yeah, this is very creepy stuff. And if you control food source, uh, well, you can control how much output of food there is. If you know the population size, you can pretty much to a T portion out how much food everyone's going to get every day. Along with that, again, reading between the lines, Bill Gates is into eugenics. Okay, very, very into eugenics, which is population control. And our country just loves abortion. So it's like I'm seeing in probably five to ten years they're going to have like mandated abortions, kind of like what China did, probably like mandated abortions, mandated portioning of food. And it's all stemming from these like local laws that are making it really hard on ranchers, making it really easy for people to kill their babies and like all this stuff. So it's like when you pair this all together you know, everyone's like, oh, Bill Gates is a nice guy. It's like, no, he, the mm -hmm. dude's a megalomaniac. He's like overreaching power. He's he started as a tech dude. Why is he getting involved in vaccines? He doesn't know anything about vaccines. Why is he getting involved in farming? I'm sure the dude has not lifted a finger for labor in his whole life, you know? Yeah. So you guys be the you guys decide you guys figure it out. I don't know, man. I'll do my more research, but I'm just sort of dropping these little seeds uh, to let you guys know, like this stuff is it's going on. Do you think, I, I think that the angle that they'll take is that we have to control the population because of climate change? Yes, and that's the that's, angle, all, that's, that's another, the angle they'll take. Yes, <clears throat> yes, because okay. that's another part of the document that I was reading. It talked about. Population control, food control, and climate climate control. And I, I'm really worried because, I mean, you know, abortions are so easily accessible. People love abortions for whatever reason. And if you talk on the other side of it, you get, like, shamed, which I've, I've really never understood. But, um, you know, everybody loves to kill these babies, man. And so it's, 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 it'd be very easy to mandate it. I mean, in fact, I think people would like it. You know what I mean? It's just even more of an excuse for them to, you know, be lazy as a, as a, well, as a would-be parent. You know what I'm saying? So that's yeah. really all I got on that topic. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of digress, but um, yeah. Yeah, watch. Yeah, population control. I think is going to become a hot topic soon. So I think it already is. Be watching. And you know what's funny is you fly. I don't know how many people have flown across a bunch of different states to get from point A to point B. There's a lot of empty land out there that no one's sitting on. So I don't really quite, you know, I used to be like very into this whole environmental thing. And then I started thinking like, man, you know, it's kind of bullshit. Like, yes, take care of the government, not the government, fuck them, but like, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 but like, on their own. yes, yes, take care of the environment as, as human beings on this earth, you should want to. But the thing is, man, it's like, we already have done, I think we've done a pretty good job at lowering emissions. I mean, when I moved out to California initially, I met someone out there and he was telling me, yeah, you know, when my parents moved here in the 70s, they didn't even know there were mountains over there because they couldn't see through the smog. And he said, then a bunch of emission laws kicked in and now you can see the mountains. You know, it's like we've there has been major progress and everyone seems to think it's getting worse. And it's like, I'm not I'm really not convinced. And 
you know, if you know anything about manufacturing consent, if you've been listening to this channel, you probably heard it. Um, how, you know, I don't I've know seen, how they haven't sponsored the show yet. <laughs> I don't know. How, well, the come on, Chomsky. Oh, come on. <laughs> <The> divers. <laughs> but um, but what I'm trying to say is, <laughs> come on, Chomsky. Come on, dude. Come on, Chomsky. What, <laughs> what I'm trying to get at is, um, uh, I totally, I totally oh, lost sorry. my train of thought from that. No, you're Something good. about seeing mountains in the smog. Oh, and... so yeah. So what I was trying to get is, I saw this interview where basically this dude, um, he 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 founded some science like establishment that sort of tracks this these metrics and looks at whatever environmental impact. You know, I'm not sure so sure it started as that, but that's what it's evolved into. I saw him on a CNN. Uh, you know, interview with that ugly ass anchor who's got the bald head and pointy nose and he's fat. I can't remember his name, but Brian he's talking Spencer? to this dude in the. Yeah, I hate that guy. <laughs> I don't hate him, but I really just like that guy. But um, Gosh, yeah, dude's ugly. Um, but <laughs> he should not be. He should not be putting his face on the camera, bro. Dude's <laughs> ugly as heck. But um, he's interviewing this dude, and the guy's basically saying, you know. He's like saying, you know, climate control is not as bad as everyone says. And he goes, Brian goes, well, what, 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 what about the, uh, what about all the reports that come out? And the scientist, I, I wish I knew his name, but he goes, he's like, look, I was the founder and I'm a scientist. He goes, the guy who's telling you this stuff is the CEO. So he's trying to make money. He doesn't know anything about the environment. Right. And he goes, and this is where I was, you know, manufacturing consent comes into play. He said, and he goes, well, what about this, the number? And he <laughs> Brian Stelter tries to like suck her up to him. He's like, oh, and I'm so happy that you did that. That's so, and he goes, no, 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 I'm talking. Shut up. <laughs> and he's like trying <laughs> to butter him up, you know? He's like, no, 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 shut up. I'm talking. And he goes, he goes, look, let me tell you. He's like, all those statistics that get uh, published, he's like, those scientists that publish them, they're incentivized to publish that narrative. Sort of like what we talked about with Damn. Capitol Hill funding think tanks and quote professional opinions. Um, he said they only get funding if they publish what they want them to publish. And it just happens to be that they want them to publish this whole environmental craze about, you know, ozone's melting and blah, 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 you know. Um, and it's like, man, if you just think back, I mean, I'm not that old, but I just remember people in, you know, two, I don't know, two thousands saying, Oh, 2000, whatever four is going to be the end of the world because of climate change. Yeah. Okay. That didn't happen. They moved the bench post. Oh, uh, actually it's going to be like 2008. Well, no, that was just a housing market crash. And then they're, Oh, uh, it's two, 2012. Okay. Well, still the world's not over. Uh, it's 2020. Okay. Yeah. 2020. Okay, it's sucked, almost over. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just, they keep yeah, moving yeah. the bench posts and people keep eating this up. So I'm not going to say I'm denying climate impact from industrialization and human interaction with the environment but i don't think it's to the degree that they that they're talking and i mean even when you look at windmills man they they use oil to lubricate the windmills okay so even when we go to quote like all green technology there's still going to be oil that needs to be harvested to keep them oiled up there's backup generators that um <laughs> that are run on coal in case those things fail. And to my knowledge, carbur I think, what is it, carburetors or something? Or like where, maybe it's not a carburetor, where it takes all the carbon before it exits into the environment and it sifts it out to like clean it. To my knowledge, that technology has advanced 
a lot and the air that comes out from even coal burning is like pretty damn clean yeah so yeah how dare you just look at lithium (laughs) look at lithium ore mines and you know that stuff's just that's for batteries it's destroying the topography so it's kind of back to what your point was it's either this or that there's no in between it's like look we have made technology to fix a lot of these environmental problems yes there's still emissions but does that mean we have to convert completely to battery and completely to quote like green energy i'm not convinced that that's gonna fix anything like what i was saying like it's it can't there's no all or nothing like quit it like just if everybody like surely the stuff we put into the air is not great so if everybody like just each individual took like one step that said like oh i'll bike to work every here and there or i'll recycle or everybody just picks like one thing like in their household but they'll, they'll kind of help that's 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 way better than whatever the heck these people will propose that we do um with their insanity yeah or garden have a little garden in your backyard which Again, yeah. kind of going back to that Agenda 21 conspiracy, I've heard that part of that plan is to outlaw personal gardens. So that Holy goes against shit. the environment. Dude, See, that goes but, against the environmental yeah. narratives. Like, what? <laughs> See, but you had mentioned this. I don't remember what episode it was, that that they're trying to force all the population into the cities um, and then block them off from living on their own so that they're dependent on... I guess the government mm-hmm. and corporations um, and that's it. And they're almost done. They've almost accomplished that. But, and that's what I thought back when right, I saw right. that Bill Gates was buying all this farmland. It's like, he wants to control all that, shove all the people into apartments in the city. And, and there you go. It's just, ugh. well, and man, as soon as it's private property owned by this, this mega rich dude, you know there's laws in place to say you trespass that's illegal we can arrest you so they'll quite literally make it impossible for you to just occupy land that's just there it's 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 sad man and may and this is another thing kind of off sprouting off this totally random but i just remember recently seeing this rapper called nle choppa young buck he's probably like 18 he's probably like 19 or 20 Last year, I think it was, he was he went on live streams like advocating everybody, you guys should like make your own garden, get your own garden, learn to grow crops, learn to can stuff. And everyone was like making fun of him. Well, just recently, I think he got put in jail. So it's like <laughs> being wow. a skeptic, it's like he was probably speaking out against this this crazy narrative that everyone's trying to push. And then they were like, oh, let's just get him on a gun charge or something. It's like, what? Like you know, they're trying to shut him up is what I'm trying to get at. I don't know if there's even a conspiracy built around that yet or if there's any evidence. Mm-hmm. I don't know that much about it. But I just remember hearing him advocating for growing your own food, being more self-sufficient, and then all of a sudden the dude gets thrown in jail. It's like, what? Dang. Suspicious. Kind of sus. Yep. <clears throat> yep, yep, yep. All right. Um, I, I did kind of want to rant at people that say like, because like you were saying, like, <clears throat> you know, you're kind of skeptical of some of like the climate stuff that comes out, and then you'll get labeled a science denier. That's the that's the label they give you. But like, 
Bro, you guys don't even know what science is. Bro, the woke is. people, <laughs> they have science, bro. They've got science backing them. Anytime I dig in and ask questions like, oh, what was the sample size? They're like, oh, oh, damn, Science oh, denier. Oh, oh. Science denier. Yeah, you don't like science, bro? No, I'm just asking. What's the sample size? What was the age group? What was the demographic? Dude, we have scientists. All right, well, you know, SS soldiers were scientists. Would you listen to them? All right, keep going. It's like I can totally be a scientist denier because they're people and they can be corrupted very easily but if you show me the studies and how you conducted them it speaks for itself that's science and i will gladly accept it but um they don't give you that that's the problem and they're like just trust us we're scientists and you should know better and then people like yeah you're right we're dumb we we get it we believe you and then they attack people that that question things right just because Right. They don't, they don't come at you with like, you don't believe the science. Here's the science. No, it's just like, they you don't believe science. You're it. stupid. You're I don't have to talk yeah, to you. No so shame on you people. Yeah. Learn shame on you for shaming other people. Yeah. How the dare whole, you. I thought the whole point of science was to question things. <laughs> when you question it, it you get, you get that's the thing that. people it's forget. Like, it's like, you're supposed to present a hypothesis and try and prove it wrong. And every time exactly. that you can prove it wrong, it supports it more and more. But it's a never-ending process in, in theory, you know. No, exactly. And so I, I don't know if I cut you off from your rant, but no, so good. if you if I did, well, You're so good. what I was gonna say that same guy that I was talking about that was talking to uh, Brian Brian Stelter Stelter Sketchy Brian Schizoid whatever his name is when he was talking to him, ugly ass dude goes, you know. Well, what about the scientific consensus? And the scientist <laughs> dude was like, "That he's like, there is no consensus in science. There's, there's, that's not a thing. There's no <laughs> such thing as a consensus." And he's like, "Well, the numbers." Well, he goes, "Yeah." Oh, and then I said that piece, but yeah, to your point, man. I was talking to somebody. I think it was honestly, I think it was my brother, and I was, you know, talking to him about something, and he was like, "Well, the science says this and that." And I go, "Bro, you know, the whole point of science is to." prove the null hypothesis wrong is that what it is am i mixing that up yeah that's what you're trying to do with your experiment you're trying to prove the null hypothesis right not you're not trying to prove your hypothesis right yeah you're trying to prove the opposite is wrong or something like that and and uh so you're not proving anything right you're proving the opposite wrong like and not even proving it you're just finding like consistent evidence that shows that it's wrong um, and in doing so, I mean, the thing that people somehow just magically forget is like science has been wrong in the past. I can't think of any examples off the top of my head, but and that's, well, yeah, I can't. That's why like, I the, wanted to like, do, well, well that's easy to do. And stuff. Yeah. The earth is the center of the universe. Like there's so many <laughs> like, examples it, where it, they were wrong and they got shown differently a decade, you know, centuries later. And that's why, like, I wanted to do an episode on like scientific paradigms just because it makes so much sense when you understand like what a paradigm is is basically to sum it up is we have a certain theory that we propose based on evidence that we have and then everybody conducts research within that theory nobody branches out to do their own random things they're like no you're we're not doing that like like any science experiment in like um, let's say, I don't know, I, I can't remember when they ch- did all these theories, but in recent times that the sun is the center of the universe, nobody's researching things under the guise that it's not. 
right? Because it's a paradigm. Got it. Um, and if something comes along, like, and it's funny that every, <laughs> I'm sure every generation thinks that they've got it figured it out. At some point, let's say something crazy happens where we find out the sun is not the center. It's actually something else. Um, then all of a sudden everything will switch, right? And, and that happens right. all the time. Um I think people are so resistant to, to change in science right. because there's like industry built up around those concepts. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then you also, you like you said, you can't get funding to research. If you said, I've got a theory that there is another mass of something in the center of the universe that everything actually revolves around. Nobody will give you money because the paradigm is the sun is the center of the solar system. Like, so that's that's what we're doing so that's the only way you get money and that's the only way you succeed as a scientist um and the paradigms change when um basically all these weird happenstances that kind of go counter to your theory normally they're just kind of brushed under the rug but after they keep cropping up time and time and time and time again eventually they will say okay maybe we're wrong <laughs> and that's how you get like a paradigm shift no, very well said. And uh, actually jumping off of that, um, this whole thing, idea of like science becoming a religion and oh, uh, you're denying science. It's like, no, I'm just questioning the science behind the science. Uh, so shout out to, I mean, I don't really know him personally, but <laughs> virtually he's the homie, Anomaly. <laughs> um, you know, we got, I got to go to, uh, some, to somewhere he was at and basically, um, I, I got, you know, when he was on a live stream, I got to shout out our podcast. Not really sure if it helped the viewership or if anybody gives a shit, but point is recently, I think this came out yesterday. There was an NPR hit piece or smear piece on him. And the dude is, it's just so sad, man, because he's an independent creator. He's an independent researcher he brings, he brings all of these facts to the tables, tries to get people to think of stuff in different light. And, you know, he likes doing this research and stuff, but to my knowledge, it's not really his passion. His passion is more like rapping and music, but he's doing this because he feels like the need to, right? And so what I'm trying to get at is there was this NPR hit piece on him, which labeled him a, a conspiracy theorist. And I've been following the dude for like probably a year now. And... And so I've witnessed what he shows and what he shows to people. He's very careful because like all this banning going on on YouTube and Facebook, his, you know, primary source of income. He's a well aware of how everybody can easily get banned, you know, in an out, you know, in just a snap of a finger. Right. Thanos style. So he basically what he was doing is he was pulling data sheets or like fact sheets off of government websites. OK, so the big one that got him into trouble which is just bullshit that he got in trouble is he pulled literally a fact sheet from literally it's like the CDC and the FDA, the, the same entities that everyone's praising as gods for being scientists and having all this research. He pulled their documents and said, look at this fact sheet. It says none of these three vaccines are FDA approved. Okay. Their emergency use authorization. It's not the same as FDA approval at all. It's just not Okay. And he pulled it and said, look, they are saying on CDC and FDA website that this on the fact sheet that these are not FDA approved. Then Jen Balsaki, you know, <laughs> she goes up on some live stream and she says, 
oh, uh, all these are FDA approved. Go get your vaccine as soon as possible. And I've heard people, man, I've heard oh. people say it's the same thing as, you know, the mRNA vaccine is the same thing as a flu vaccine. That's an mRNA vaccine too, which it's not. And I've heard so many people say, yeah, it is FDA approved and it's not. And so this dude literally just showed what these entities were saying on their doc, their official documents. He got a slap on the wrist, got his video like banned for a little bit. And I think, you know, got like demonetized. Okay. Probably contested it, got back on there, did his thing. Then last week, I'm not sure who's aware, but Johnson and Johnson, they pulled their, or there was a suggestion. I don't know if it happened, but there was a suggestion to basically pull their vaccine from the market because there's been adverse side effects. A little aside from this, I've talked to people about that and they say, oh, well, of course you're going to get the fever. Of course you're going to get the chills because that means the vaccine's working. Mm. My, well, what I would ask them is, okay, if that means that it's working and that's supposed to happen, why are they pulling it? There's probably other side effects that they're not telling you about. I mean, I know there's the blood clotting and stuff and they're, I swear to God, dude, they are turning this vaccine into like a sexist thing. They're like, it only affects women. Give it a few weeks. They're going to be talking about how this vaccine is like sexist and racist and whatever. All I'm trying to say is that this dude was showing facts. He showed a CNN article that was – that's all he did is post this CNN article that said uh, – which, you know, is according to the powers that be, it's like a reliable source and they can say what they want. I know this is kind of drawn out, but there, I just got to explain this. So he showed a CDC fact sheet that said it's not FDA approved. And then he showed um, the CNN article saying that the Johnson & Johnson vaccine had adverse effects and is getting pulled or suggested to get pulled. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. And I, to my knowledge, Facebook completely demonetized him. They flagged him for, uh, you know, going against their guidelines. And then and then um, NPR did a hit piece and he ex or not a hit piece, but a smear piece. And he explained it in one of his videos. And this is what's insane. I didn't think that this could happen. He said it, he, he showed the article. And from my memory, what I'm remembering and the way I interpreted it was NPR said, this guy is a conspiracy theorist. He spreads conspiracies. Then the next paragraph said something along the lines of, although the information he shared was not false, <laughs> his viewer, the way his viewers are reading into it oh. is dangerous. Oh. So now it's not even the content creator's wow. fault. It's the it's viewer's that, fault. So yeah. you guys are the. It's, I mean, I'm not surprised. And it's like going to angle, but yeah. That's crazy. I didn't, I never saw that coming, man. Honestly, it's like, so you're going to say that the way that people are interpreting it, thinking it about stuff in a different light, that's what's the problem? I, like did, the fact that they're I did see this coming at least when Trump was around because that was kind of how they – that's how they criticized like his Twitter – twittering oh like, now you always see if they want to bat shame someone they say eh, the the conservatives blah 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 yeah yeah okay sorry carry on just like um they they would always the talk the talking point they would always use is like the, the president needs to be careful on twitter because everybody reads it they could read into it and do things and and that's why like they that's the whole thing with like they tried to go after him for like the january 6th thing they're like he just the way he worded it, people took it wrong, and then they attacked the Capitol. See, you know. So when I saw that, I knew that they eventually they will do the. If your audience can take it the wrong way, even if it's just one lunatic, we can ban you for that. And obviously, it's only going to be the people that go against the narrative. So mm -hmm. that's how it works. Because meanwhile, you got that um, you got that dude who drove into the Capitol and I think he was like a follower of 
Farrakhan? Well, they're not going to say Farrakhan needs to get banned because, you know, because he's black. <laughs> I mean, that's honestly like, I'm sorry, but that's that's it. It's like, Yeah. And there was also like the uh, on like the conservative podcast and stuff, um, they would make the comparison to there was a it was like a Bernie Sanders dude that shot up the there was a congressional baseball game with a bunch of Republicans that he went and shot. I don't think he killed anyone, thankfully, but um they didn't blame Bernie Sanders for that guy, even though he was, I you know, didn't even hear about this. Interesting. Okay. But yeah. Not interesting. It's predictable. Why would I have heard about that? Yeah. So for that reason, I'm not surprised. Um, I don't know. But man, it's just like this Sucks. guy does his own research. He works day in and day out. He's putting out content every day and really keeping people informed. Uh, seeing stuff in a different perspective and then they shut him down it's like uh man we're at a point where we basically have a chinese fire uh what's it called it the great chinese firewall i mean we're basically at that point and i used to talk about this in college and people were like oh yeah okay i'm like dude i don't think you understand like the like the chinese government just blocks everything they don't even let you post pictures of winnie the pooh people are like oh okay and i'm like i didn't think it would ever come to america but we're at that point i'd, I'd say so yeah they're just a little more hmm. subtle about it, a little more sneaky. Um, mm-hmm. But not to us. We're on to you. And like the crappy part is, like you could just say, okay, well, I'm just not gonna stream my videos on Facebook. I'm gonna go over to whatever new thing comes up. But like even nah, like man. the SEC the Google or the FBI set up to where or, that doesn't pop up. Yeah, so like that'll block it. And even if it got popular, it could get be shut down by like even just the government saying. Like, even with, yeah, the January 6th things again, they said, hey, there was people on Parlor talking about going to the Capitol, so therefore, it's banned from everything, you know? Yeah, man. Even I though it happened on Facebook, argument. too, but... <laughs> I think it's such a dumb argument when people say, well, if you don't like that platform, use something else. It's like, yo, dog, uh, Google's not going to let that pop up. It's not going to show up. It's yeah. just, just going to get buried under pages and pages, and even if you do find it, they'll 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 find a way... I think Gab or something. There's like another one in Texas they're trying to ban, and it's a private. It's like a, it's a, a more independent social media source that they're trying to ban, and yeah, it blows my mind, man. I don't know, you know. And then you got all these people saying, "Well, look at the fact checkers." It's like, dog, I don't need <laughs> fact checkers. Like, I need different sources of information. I need primary documents. If you're not going to give me that, then I'm not going to believe anything you say. Correct. You know. Um. Yeah. So I sort of digress. <laughs> but yeah. Well, that puts us at almost an hour. So well, I just did want to bring up one more thing. Do it. Have you heard of this butchy-looking feminist? I'd say she probably is. Uh, what's her name? Jane Elliott. Ja- Janice Elliott. Jane Elliott. Do you know her? I don't. Let me Google this. You ever heard of her? I was like, I know about I- Elliot Page. Nah, I Jane Elliott. Nah, uh, no, it's Jane Elliott. Looks like a butchy little, little feminist. Um, I guess she's a diversity educator. If you look her up, you'll probably recognize her face. I just learned today, man, that she was doing some weird sh- shit, bro. And as an educator, she was teaching like I think fourth and fifth graders. So what is that age range? Eight to nine. And what she was doing was essentially a social. 
odd, like a social experiment. I would almost say she's probably involved in MK Ultra stuff. I don't know because I just learned about this today. But what she was doing is she was putting blue-eyed people in the back of the class and then brown-eyed people in the front of the class. And she was like purposefully like, you know, shaming blue-eyed people and make and she said to them, I think from what I from what I've heard, she would tell the blue-eyed people, you guys blue-eyed people don't know how to learn that's why you're in the back of the class because you won't learn so why would we even try to teach you and then she would say brown-eyed people though you guys have got it going on and and we're gonna give you all the focus dude imagine how traumatizing that is to an eight-year-old and on top of that i'm pretty sure this bitch has blue eyes (laughs) so what the f dude like uh you know it's like what like that's that's and I think up, people man. hold this lady up on like a pedestal as 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 a role model and an activist and it's like yo she attacked little kids that's the most pitiful thing you could do yeah like I so could sad. okay you could do this in college but like other than that like what the hell dude Ugh. I don't like it some MK Ultra shit right there buddy for sure I don't know Blah. Just wanted to bring that up. I learned that today. Mm. All right. Well, we'll land this plane. This is our. I don't know. Tell us. Tell us what you think about these type episodes. Um, do you like these more? Do you just want them sprinkled in? Do you want us to focus down? Um, it's whatever. Um, give us your feedback. Dybpodcast at gmail Follow us on Twitter. Dyb underscore podcast, and we have a Facebook page. Do you believe podcast? Look for the cat. He's he's modeled after our cat. He's insane. The Bombay. Yes. Bam My parents got Bombay. a Bombay, and that thing is nuts, man. When I come in the room <laughs> with beef jerky, this dude just turns into a completely different animal, man. <laughs> it's so <laughs> funny. Starts jumping up on me, clawing me, like grabbing for my food. Dang. Hey. Take it easy, guys. Much love. Peace.